See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my god, we're back on air. Like you've been waiting for since last week, I bet all you listeners out yeah, there. Yeah, all of you. Nice. My name's Matt, with me as always. Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. This is Slow Robot A Go Go. Big Show 267. Oh, man. Two, today we're going old school. Old school means two movies on one show. Yeah, double feature, yeah. double creature feature. Yep, the late night double creature feature show. Oh, yeah, whoa, whoa, I, whoa, I missed whoa. those. Did you ever see any of those when you were uh, young? No, I was doing Rocky Whipper Horror. Whippersnapper. That was a Rocky oh. Horror song, which I know you hate, but, eh, you know. I had to experience that once, and I was really annoyed by it, and that was the last time. Huh. Well, I wasn't annoyed by it. I think it was okay back then. I don't think it, I don't know if it flies now. I mean, I'm sure there's still people that do it, but I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, as always, what did you watch this week? Did you watch anything this week? Did you do anything? Yeah, I did. Uh, oh. But you go first because I'm trying to relive my past week a wow. little bit. Well, I did have a, a bit of an exciting start to the week. I um, I got a, a, a email back from the uh, manager uh, of the, the 5678s, and they said I can use their music on the indie circuit. Oh, yay. I was freaking out, dude. I was like, that made my day on Monday. See, all you got to uh, do is ask. Yeah, I was I was a little bit you know I'm not usually very shy but to me they're kind of like I'd be like asking like you know Metallica hey can I play your thing to me I mean I know they're not that level but you know what I'm saying like to yeah. me, they're above the bands I usually approach to say no, hey no, can no, I play no, your no, music the reason you know? why was because five and seven eights are probably cool and Metallica are dicks probably yes that thing that would I be mean, another reason you know I, like I would ask I was I was always hopeful I could ask Suicidal Tendencies to use their music because like they might hit you. Well, I don't care. They can hit me once if I can play their music. But I mean, like, like I've, I'm a big fan of theirs. So, and I, and around? I don't think they get like a lot of airplay. So why wouldn't, why would they say no? Are they but still you around? never know. Oh yeah, yeah, they're still touring. Really? They no. just toured in, um, they were just in Sarasota like last week. I should ask Paul McCartney if he can play his music. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but I, but so anyway, <laughs> they, he wrote uh. back and said, yeah, we, you know, um, feel free, have at it. And he's actually even said, send me your email or send me your address. I'm gonna mail you a whole bunch of other stuff because he. Time, he's the he's the owner of Time Bomb Records. Awesome. I was like, man, you're the king, and yeah, I was man. I was freaking out. So, I have a feeling the indie circuit will now become the five six seven eight's uh, power hour. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm trying not to, but you know. Uh, so anyway, yes. Gosh. What did I watch? I watched oh Iceman Reborn, which was uh, that it's like a documentary on that much studied uh, uh, Frozen. Guy, you know the frozen well, I ice it man. The X Men. No, Iceman. no, nope. Um, so the ice, uh, ice man reborn, and what they did was, they found that dude, that 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 five thousand year old guy who was frozen in the glacier. You know, the guy with the arm oh, across, yeah, yeah, the yeah, arm yeah, across yeah, his yeah, face yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. and and, uh, and so they've been keeping him frozen, and what they did now is some company, like, three D printed his body. And then, then they sent it out to a guy, and they, they they redid the sculpture, so now it can be, like, studied, because it's been kept in that, like, minus 19 degree, blah, blah, blah. And they, and they like, they DNA sampled his face, his teeth, and they DNA sampled everything that he had eaten, and all this stuff, you know. And, and although it's very interesting, um, 
there's also like settle down. You know, humans are just freaking humans. I don't care what anyone says about it. You know, but it's a cool. It was a cool documentary. And then I watched Quiet Earth, which was this weird, like another one of those dude in Australia wakes up and he's the only guy in the whole world, but then he isn't. You know, yeah, I mean, like they, we, I've seen it now. That's kind of almost becoming so commonplace. You're like, whatever, you know. Uh, you know, same as all the the Heston, you know, like almost like the la- last. Oh, uh, like, yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah, Quiet yeah, Earth yeah. was just like basically this thing happened. It was like a time ripple, and then there's like one dude. And he's like, I'm the only guy around, so he acting like a little bit nutty, and then up oh, here's a girl, up, oh, and now here's another guy, and you're like, oh, okay, so you know, anyone that committed suicide, that moment was still alive and it was like three guys like two guys and a chick and uh, you're like oh okay. government thing and blah 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 it wasn't great but it wasn't terrible either that's um that story always evokes lots of like m- dreams in my head if I was the only guy on earth I'd be awesome um but then there's always something that ruins it there's always know. a mother person though yeah you know which to ruin your awesome which I would probably find out when I was doing like 220 miles an hour in a Lambo like across There's some road, it, no, th- some guy would sit out like, "Oh, it's a guy!" Splatter, we're both dead. That's the end of the, the, everything, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I watched. Uh, other than that, just kind of um, delving into the world of the uh, Amazon Fire Stick thing. A lot of riff tracks on there now um, on, the, on Amazon Prime. So I've oh, been, yeah, I've been, yeah, yeah I've been, I watched a couple of them, you know, um, um, Abraxas and, and Ventura. Yep, and we did this. We did Abraxas, and and I watched Stone Cold. Which is that Brian Bosworth uh-huh. motorcycle movie? Remember that one that we did? And, and so they did that when I watched that Rift Tracks, and it was funny because you know when we do these show, these do these movies like for this show or like when I did them back on uh, Dub Four Twenty, they kind of almost become like part of your life. So when somebody riffs them or whatever, I always like laugh and watch it and have fun with it. And they're Abraxas is a hilarious movie. That is so broken. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so junk and hilarious, and I just can't have... I have a lot of fun with it. I'm not a big Jesse Ventura fan. Oh, my God, you're not? The governator? is no. You're not a big fan? Well, no. let me tell you another conspiracy about the Denver airport or whatever. Oh, yeah, with that horse. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the mural. No, 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 he's like... He always has, like, those conspiracy theories. No. Like, he's nuts, you know? Like, so, no, I mean, Ventura is no, crazy, No, no, but that thing about the Denver airport, person, pe- person that I used to work with, that we used to work with, was showing me pictures of this mural, these weird murals with these like soldiers killing other people, and there's this huge evil horse that's what? facing the front. You should look up. You <laughs> De- should look up Denver, Denver Airport. Airport horse. It's like evil looking horse in the front, and it's like supposedly it's got like a bunker underneath it. Oh yeah, I, I got. It that has the story. soul of uh, of uh, of what's that quarterback? Uh, Elway is trapped inside <laughs> of the the horse's uh, he has sternum, no so that's why I mean that's, he doesn't. That's where it went in that horse. That's why the horse is so angry all the Same time. Same teeth. Yes, that, that's what I'm saying. It was modeled after yeah. a real hated, hateful bronco. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah. So uh, that's all I did. What did you watch this week? Okay, yeah. When I was over at Joust House. Yeah. Oh yeah, you had a trip up to. Yeah, Joust. yeah. I went. To, I went nice. to see Joust and like uh, Joust works at night, so mm. he hadn't slept all day. So when we got to, he his didn't house, sleep at all last night. No, he night. didn't sleep at all yeah. last night. No. So we got there. We went. We drove around, and then there was like this like Filipino party going on in his house. So like there's <laughs> a bunch get of kids running around. Filipino party started, man. Yeah, man. It was cool, you know. <laughs> so like these kids running around, these people. Everything was cool. There was a lot of food. It was it was it was happening. 
And then, like, after, like, they, everybody went, well, let's watch Sven Gulli. They had some movie, a ghost story movie. Well, as soon as Joust got, no, actually, I shouldn't say it. Joust and I were talking, watching some videos, and then when the movie came on, Within ten minutes, old Joust, the Joust master, went to sleep there. You know? <laughs> so I watched the uh, crashage. So I watched this ghost story called uh, "The Uninvited" with Ray Land. It was pretty good. It's like hmm. an old forties ghost story. It was on the Sven Gulli show. They edited the hell out of it, but yeah, it was like the the, the, yeah. the dead mother of some girl, and they go to the castle, and they don't know it's haunted, and you know, spirit. They have seances, and the spirits come out. It wasn't bad for its time. You know, it was yeah. all right. You know. Yeah, why not? It's it's cool. You know, it's hot. Some of those are really interesting. Um, you know, and think when you said about editing, that made me think, or that that jogged in my brain. It is very interesting when you watch Rift Tracks versus MST. I do. You, you know, you're not a big fan, but. MST had to edit stuff down and edit it, yeah. it out. Like well, they, had to, segments, they had to yeah. fit, they fit their segments. Riff tracks is literally all the way and it's R-rated and they don't curse or do anything weird, but they don't take that out either. I mean, they let the movie play and just yeah, like they're yeah. watching it. Um, I do miss the silhouettes and some of the little stuff that the MST sure, had. Yeah. It gave it some charm where now it's kind of just riffing and everyone can riff. I riff on stuff nonstop when I'm watching it. I talk to movies when it's just me and the cats. I, I, literally, I, cats. Literally, I literally am like, oh, yeah, because that's what's going to happen. Like, you talk you know, to the cats when it's you and the cats. Yeah. And they talk back to you. And they I say talk things. to the trees, and they never listen. I talk Smothers to Brothers. Did you ever hear that no, skit? No, Oh, don't you know the Smothers Brothers at all? I know them, but I don't know He's that like, skit. He, they broke into a song. They was like, I talk to the trees, and they never listen. And then the other guy would break in and be like, you talk to the trees. It was a... It's a funny skit. Look it up. Yeah. No, hey, we're gonna go to a trailer break. You have anything else? We good? No, we're done. We're done. All right, that's it for this that's week, it for everyone. This week. Uh, no. Yeah, two movies. We're done. <laughs> if you missed them? Just rewind it really quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Here's some trailers, and we come back. We're getting right into it. I think we're gonna do what? The Mummy's Hand first. Yes, the Mummy. The Mummy's Hand. This place is an untapped resource. I mean, check it out. These vocal jazz girls are hot. This tells it like it is over there. Here, the difference is the battle line. Phil won a medal, and he came home for a long, hard ride ahead with a friend's promise to keep and a friend's woman to take. Then he could start living for himself if he was still alive. The Hard Ride is a motion picture of three loves. A man's love for a friend, a woman's love for a man, and their love of living. See The Hard Ride in color. Rated GP. Hear the original soundtrack music available on Family Paramount Records. Listen to the voice of Simon. Fire. Air. Water, earth, charge, 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 fire, air, water, earth, charge, charge, charge. It's the whole witchcraft scene in Simon, King of the Witches. The Black Mass, the Witches' Coven, the spells, the incantations, the curses. For a totally different kind of motion picture magic, you must see Simon, King of the Witches, starring Andrew Prine and Brenda Scott in Metrocolor. 
Black Mass is the evil mass, and Simon cringes before it. Be sure to see Simon, King of the Witches, in color, from the Fanfare Corporation, rated R. Doc, you don't just walk into a store and, and buy plutonium. Did you rip that off? Of course, from a group of Libyan nationalists. They wanted me to build them a bomb, so I took their plutonium and in turn gave them a shiny bomb casing full of used pinball machine parts. Welcome to the house of Madam Kitty, the most exclusive house of pleasure in Berlin. Around you, you see the most famous people in Nazi Germany. Everybody who is anybody is here tonight. And there are Madam Kitty's girls. Oh, they're beautiful. And they will do anything you want. Anything. But I will tell you a secret that none of the men here know. You must keep your mouth shut. Because all the girls work for the Gestapo. They will report everything you say to them. So later, maybe the Gestapo will blackmail you or even shoot you for what you said. But don't worry. You're here at Madame Kitty's to have fun. So enjoy yourself. The night is young. Trans-American Films presents Madame Kitty, starring Helmut Berger and Ingrid Tulin. A true story. Rated X. Nice set of hooters you got there. I beg your pardon? The owls are beautiful. All right, but before we get rolling with that, I wanted to say make sure you go to projectpinball.org. Um, they, they're they a nonprofit organization that uh, works on putting pinball machines in you know children's hospitals and stuff. In fact, they, I just shared a link that if you go, if you do projectpinball.org or, I mean, Project Pinball on Facebook, they have a, they just launched a new, like, a raffle thing. Like, you ra- they raffle off brand new pinball machines as a way of making money and you know and it's a serious donation it's like 50 bucks or 75 bucks but you're thrown in to win a whole pinball machine so you're gonna you know. try it no um i need money more than pinball because um of india so anyway uh <laughs> so basically uh, outsourcing is what i meant not india it's same thing india specifically didn't come and steal money out of my wallet outsourcing will in the near future, so I'm uh, kind of tightening up my belt. But this place here is, uh, look them up, you know, make a donation. You never know that it's, we're going to actually at the end of March, no, at the end of middle of April, end of May, April. I'm going to actually go down there and volunteer for a April. Tar- April. I'm uh, I'm uh, volunteering to be a uh, like a uh, for one of their tournaments. Like I'm going to help out and oh, nice. and you know keep uh, scores and keep everything rolling run- along. So all right, taking a road trip down to Sarasota to help them out. I thought it was in Naples. It was same shit. I don't, yeah, one of those other. I th- to me, they're the same thing. I don't no, know. Oh, Na- Naples is way more south. Oh no, then it's not that one. It's the one. It's. I mean, it's, it's like, the one that's closer to like here. Like an hour between an hour and hour and fifteen minutes. Hour it's and a half. Probably uh, Sarah's. No, it's it's Smaples. I think it's called Smaples. It's yeah. Maple syrup. It's like a syrup. Yeah, that's it's it. It's a syrup farm. That's it. Anyway, yeah. so go to Project Pinball and ask for their syrup. Anyway, uh, so now what are we doing today? We're we're doing. Um, I think it's called Steven Spielberg's id. No, wait. It's I think it's called uh, uh, the Mummy's Hand. I think it's called whatever shaped all of Steven Spielberg's uh, Indiana Jones movies. I didn't think about of that. all time. Every yeah. No, I mean kind of. Wow, a lot. Kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean, hundred percent. I couldn't believe it because this is like a 
hours. There, so, there is a movie though, and I gotta find it, where Charlton Heston plays like an archaeologist. I think he plays an archaeologist, <laughs> and it's the same costume as Indiana Jones. I'll find it for you. It's the same freaking costume. Now, <clears throat> no, am I Lucas? No, it's Spielberg. That did Spielberg yeah. and Spielberg and Lucas both did uh, Indiana. Now, Jones. but I will say, look. They make no bones about it. They love those those things. They uh, they that's their homage. They they QT'd the uh, yeah. There's money making. Yeah. Homage, you <laughs> they, know? they they did them well though. I yeah. mean they 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 took those storylines and that feel and everything like that. And they really made some nice. I like those movies. I like them a yeah, lot. You know, yeah, right. this one a uh, lot good production value. It's a universal monster yeah, movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Short, great. S- short, sweet, to the point. Um, not a lot of fluff. Uh, lots of mummies walking around, or mummy lots walking around, and just fighting and joking around, yeah. and pretty <laughs> yeah. girls and ah, uh, yeah. So what? 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 What's the? Why did you pick this? I guess is it was this short is and sweet. That it? You not from now? No, now I, you actually just go. What, what's about an hour? Oh, okay, wait till you see next week. Next week's only an hour and six minutes too. But it has more monsters, and we'll leave it there. Oh, okay. It's from Universal, also, by yeah. the way. No, I was just looking around, and I said, "The Mummy." We haven't done any, hardly any Universal movies, if any. No. And I go, "Oh, look at that! Only an hour and six minutes. Boom, chick." Yeah. Yeah, Duder Duder has like all of them. Who, uh, oh yeah, I do too. I, I mean, he. Ha- I mean, he. I think he bought the box set, like the. I have them on DVD, but oh, I have a bunch of boxes. Yeah, yeah they're on Blu-ray now, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I just we haven't done one, so nah, it's like, it's okay, you know, it's it's time, you know, it's a fun movie. Yeah, these are these are kind of. Uh, they don't stray. Well, like like there is like linear. Uh, there's a there's a formula. They've they kind of stick with them. All the time. If it's a werewolf movie, werewolf. Same thing. If it's a mummy, mummy. You know, and and it's it's just kind of like something. Uh, people are doing stuff. They're trying to get stopped. The thing wakes up. They stop it. The bad guy leaves. Leaves the end. Like that, that's it. There's no. <laughs> there's not a lot. And eventually, the the girl that's involved to try and help stop the thing falls in love with the the Biff Square Jaw who's like doing it, leading it. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's a good formula. Yeah. Well, yeah, it works. It, it, I was gonna say it works, so why not? Then Universal was like cha ching, you know. Uh, yeah, they were the kings of horror movies in the thirties and forties. Oh my God, yeah. Well, they were, were, were everything, everything. Wolfman, vampire, Frankenstein, Dracula, uh, you know, uh, Wolfman, uh, Invisible Man, Mummy. Uh, they weren't the ones that were Dracula. doing like Laurel and Hardy meet. Yeah, they were the they, ones who were doing Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello, okay. <laughs> no, Lord and Hardy didn't do any horror, I, I know of, anyway, no. I, no, Abbott and Costello. Oh, is it, was it all Abbott and Costello meet the mummy and Yeah, Abbott they were Costello. universal, yeah, that's sure. Yeah, they, that's a great movie, yeah. I never saw that movie. You never saw that movie? I assumed it was just goofball. Like, uh, I, I, I got to like, find, uh, we got to watch it then. That's one of the greatest ones, man. I can't believe you never what, saw Abbott it. Abbott and Costello meet... Frankenstein? Frankenstein, okay. Oh, my, you never saw that movie? I'm done. I'm out of here. Oh, wow. I can't See, do like I, a podcast with anybody. Yeah, right. I've seen that movie. Oh, Who knew? God. That was the hot button. That, that, was, end the, the button. that, was, that was end the podcast. That's it's, it. That's it. You know? you know, we have a, oh, it's a cool movie, man. It's funny. We have a Laurel and Hardy. A lot, uh, a lot of, no, Abbott and Costello. We have an Abbott and Costello uh, completist in the room, you know. No, no, no I mean, that that's, it's, you know, funny that you mention it. Ha, ha, ha. Because, uh, I was just laughing. Because, um... <laughs> A lot of people back then, back then I mean the 60s maybe, whatever, they thought that they were like purists for the movie. So they really, 
in you know when I started reading the magazine, mm-hmm. some people were like, "Oh, this was like the end of the the great Universal movies because they're making fun of the monsters and all this stuff." And I just remember liking it. Now and later on, people began to realize what a good movie it was. And and it wasn't you know it was just the the line of Universal. They had already kind of like worn not they dragged it you out. Can't do anything years. else. I was gonna say you can't do anything else with they it. They dragged you know? it out for twenty years. So then they said, "Okay, let's put these mm-hmm. guys." It has all the monsters in it. It's a really funny movie, honestly. It really is. We'll go watch it. I don't now. Those kind of, I don't think those are even. Um, nobody even talks about them anymore. Like those kind of really fell away. What do you as mean? As far as well, you don't hear of e- either one, Abbott and Costello or the Laurel and Hardys. Like they just don't. They're not like because you, you still see uh, the Three Stooges in in you know in popular culture stuff like that but those guys not not so much like like the, hey, that team D- Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis did one called Scared Stiff they did a uh-huh. spooky movie uh-huh. uh, Bob Hope and I think Bing Crosby did one called Ghostbusters which is almost oh, the geez. same movie which is a spooky movie yeah they all uh-huh. did them just Abbott and Costello came in at in 48 I think coming in at number 9 yeah they did it towards the end and uh-huh. it just kind of like it became like a really big kids favorite in mm. like the 60s and when, nah. it, when it got shown on tv a lot it didn't make classic. the pop it didn't make the pop culture jump though i mean that's what i, I think saying. it did i think mm. it did just maybe you never really it never got to you maybe it didn't get to my lab but it was, you know there's mm. books about the, the there there even there's even like a screenplay edition which has that one yeah it's off-broadway it's, play of it's a, it's definitely a baby boomer movie. I'll put it that way. You know, maybe it didn't make the jump to Gen X or, or after. Well, that. no, no, but I'm, I'm it's not. It's definitely a baby. Boomer yeah, no, I'm movie. not saying like I I've, I've heard of it when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, but, no, but I just have, mean like now it's it kind of it's one of those like kind of lost things, but maybe not. Maybe it's still well, around it's there. I don't not, know. It's not. Anyway, back yeah. to our movie. Man, Mummy's Hand. I don't know why it's called the Mummy's Hand. Well, um, you know because uh, I mean there's a mummy in it, but he's got a hand. Yeah, we'll give the man one, a hand. One really works. The other one's kind yeah. of bandaged up and all up, but one Weird. of them does a lot of damage with it. So it's I guess of, that's what it is. And, um, yeah, th- th- this isn't the first one. The first one was a Boris Karloff. The first one was Boris Karloff. Mm. And I think they waited a while before they did a sequel to it. I remember what year this was. I think it was in the 40s. I think the Boris one was like 32 or um, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it must have been. But, um, yeah, it picks up where the other one left 1940, off. 1940, The Mummy's Hand. An Egyptian mummy is revived to destroy the invaders of the 3,000-year-old tomb of the Egyptian princess. Yeah, basically it's yeah. like... Uh, Dick Foreman. Dick, Dick Foran. Steve Ban- Dick Foran is Steve Banning. Tom uh, Tyler. And you have Peggy, Moore, Peggy, Peggy Moran. Moran. Yeah, Foran and Moran. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It Not was related. Ma- was Marta. Uh, let's see. Wallace Ford is Baby... Babe? Yeah, the Jensen? comedy relief. Yeah. Oh, is that... The, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see, <laughs> Edgardo, the high priest, George Zuko is... George Zuko and, was the... And, Haki, it was the, old, the, the guy who was... And Doheb. Yeah. He was given the, uh, you know, I said, hey, you t- you're taking <laughs> over for me. Yeah, oh, that's right. Cecil, Cal- Cecil Calloway is Mr. Silvani. Charles Trowbridge is Dr. Petrie. Petrie. Tom Tyler is the mummy. Uh, and then uh, let's see, Mara Tarda. Who cares? Okay, the rest is like yeah, really honest. Harry Stubbs is the bartender. Yeah, okay, Who's okay, Harry okay. Stubbs? Let's get to the movie. Yeah. Enough with <laughs> the credit. Well, no, because I, I I always now that's my new. Thing. I always print them out so I can kind of give the actual. Yeah, but some official. people are like you know cause so peripheral. I mean, some of them might be important. I don't know, but the, not really. The main yeah. three or the four. Bartender the bartender. W- the main wasn't. three or four are the more important one. Basically, it's like. It starts off with there's like this old uh, uh, priest and he's dying. 
So he, they, uh, George Zuko, the old, less old, the not as old yeah. archaeologist, slightly old, slightly less old. less old archaeologist comes in, and the guy, the, the old guy goes, "You got to take over for me. I'm dying. You know, it's like I got to show you. Here's what the deal is. There's this mummy, uh, Princess. I uh, was it. Uh, oh God." Not Karnak. I forgot what his name was. Uh, anyway, what was his name? It should be on there. Anyway, anyway hmm. he tells him the story of the mummy, where there was like this prince that he says the mummy. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was, there was like that Rama Tut or I forgot what yeah. his name was. Anyway, there was this prince in the you know the olden days, and his the love of his life, Princess Ananka. Her, I yeah. remember, she died and like you know um young and he was in love with her so he was so distraught that he went and got yeah. this sto- went and broke into this crypt and stole the sacred tana leaves yeah to, to revive her but before he could do that he got caught by the priest and he's sacrilege so he got buried along with her alive but he, but yeah. he got buried alive so this priest the old priest that was dying was saying like i'm gonna i'm gonna let you i want you to you know take over for me and what you got to do is like Make sure that you feed him. Like I forgot, three tana leaves, um, no more than nine. Yeah, every cycle of the full moon. Yeah, yeah, it It was one of these. It was one of those things, much like the. uh, You remember the 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 guy that was the keeper of the cup, the rail. Yeah, yeah. Much like that, it was like this really old guy, and he's like, okay, my burden, and I'm leaving it to you. Is first of all, you have this medallion pretty bitching and what you do with medallion is then you have like every cycle of the full moon you come here and you have to you, you make this broth out of three tana leaves and this dude's gonna i think you drop them into his mouth or something like that you have to open it up and it's so weird and you're like wait what's going on now and then and he goes now you know that huh Ugh. and then he just dies and you're like yeah, oh yeah, yeah, wait yeah. oh okay yeah that was that was good yeah. so anyway that's that's one storyline and the next storyline is that this, uh, this fifth square archaeologist and his buddy they're in egypt and they're trying to get like a uh they're trying to they're trying to find like funding for 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 a, for, for, uh, for a expedition yeah expedition and there's another old doctor involved so they find like this old uh a vase and it looks pretty, you know, realistic. It's authentic, so, yeah. Authentic. So they they give the guy his money, and he's they, like, "Oh my God, look at this! It, this is telling about the the what is it? The Valley of the Seven Jackals. Jackals, and yeah, that's where this guy was secretly buried. Now we know. And there's all these jewels there, and, and all we can, stuff. we can go and hook this up because and these are down and out guys. They're poor, stuck in Egypt. Like the the guy that's the head archaeologist, um, he, Brennan Brenner. He was uh he he got cut off from the from the museum. They're like, no more of this. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting us anything that's worth anything. Yeah, Andy. And, and yeah, so now they're yeah, exactly. Now they're down to the last nothing. And he buys this vase, and then he's like, oh, let's go to the doctor. Let's go to the, to the uh, get it authenticated, and we'll find out where this the seven jackals is and cha ching. Yeah, you know? right. So and we get there. They, oh, they go kind, ahead. They kind of find out, but they don't have any money to do the expedition. And then the guy's like, no, no, the the doctor who was. The keeper of the mummy, yeah, was like, no, this is fake. And he, yeah, that's right. Because he, he just walks in at that and he moment. Broke it. Yeah, he, he goes, "Oops," and he yeah. drops it. And they go, "No, it's not." So they pick it up and they go, "We got to get some money." So then they go into some bar, and there's a, there's also some guy, some street peddler that's like eyeballing them. He's you like you remember the guy on the shifty. motorcycle with the monkey from Indiana yeah, Jones? Yeah, yeah, shifty that guy. Shifty, so yeah. Except he just has a, a plate of sand. He says, "I'll follow, tell your fortune." He doesn't have the mo- motorcycle and the monkey. He just just yeah. follows them around and does that. I think it's that guy's cousin. So they, get, so they go into some bar and they're like goofing around or whatever. The, and, the, 
and then there's some like there's there's this this guy walks in this like jovial old man and they start like talking with him and they start what they start well, doing like some kind the, of tricks the, the, to the, him the sidekick was like buy, getting free drinks by telling people's cards yeah yeah he was and he, card he had tricks, some yeah, card yeah, trick yeah. and he and he was and so he's getting drunk and then he's like oh oh uh, let me get this guy out you buy everyone a drink or buy me a drink and then the guy's like oh, okay and his friends like hamma hamma don't don't because he's trying to show him that the guy that walked in was the great Karnak. Yeah, like a big uh, yes. Who is of a a damn musician? Um, a, musician. a magician. A magician. He was a magician. He had a show. And he was so he knew magician. the trick, and then he duped the guy. You know, yeah. so so our hero and his sidekick were like, oh man. Wah, wah. But then he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. Here's some money. Don't worry about it. You yeah. Know, so then I, they I just had so a show. then they give him the story of hey, you know. We're, we got this expedition that we want to do, and we need some money. Could you maybe you can help us fund us or whatever, you know? And somehow they get like they talk him into it. But in the meantime, we meet his daughter, who's like his, you know, handler. assistant or whatever, his handler or whatever. But it's his daughter. And she's like, wait a minute, because then because the, yeah, yeah, the guy who was keeping the guy who was uh, who broke the vase, the, the professor, went to them and is like, oh, I hope I hope you didn't get because okay, this is what happened. The magician is there drinking with the two guys, and they've kind of sealed the deal. They signed the contract. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. street urchin goes They pay back. the people. They pay the people yeah. to help them. Yeah, the, the street urchin goes back to the doctor and goes, uh-oh, they found a guy. They found somebody to fund their expedition. They're going now. So the doctor goes to the daughter, who's the handler of this magician, and, and the act. They were getting ready to go back to America, and she's like, and he's like, oh, these are this is a big con, and you're going to get ripped off, so don't do that. So she goes over with a gun. And she's yeah, well, like, after she finds out yeah, from her dad, because she finds out with her their dad that he fell for it. He fell for it. And then she's like, you you give that money back. And he's like, no, it's been spent. And then he's like, this isn't some con. This is yeah, a real thing. Yeah, she walks in and she pulls a gun on, like, goofball guy. And he goes, where's this guy? She goes, I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, I want my dad's money. And she goes... What money are you talking about? She shoots like, ba 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 ba. I want money. Yeah, and she all shoots a, sudden, a heart in the door and then put, puts a shot right in the middle. Now, this was something that I was like, oh, here we go. She did that that trick. So she was the trick shooter of this whole thing. Later in this movie, during the expedition, I thought there'd be the gag where he would be hurt. She'd pull no. out the gun and shoot him. They wouldn't let it happen. Like, no. why would you show her do this incredible shots and then? Have her shoot the bad guy, like unbe- like he, she was like, oh, by the way, shoot the hat off or shoot, you know, but they just didn't do it. I was like, oh, why would you introduce that then? I don't know. Anyway, but, so yeah. she pulls the gun on the other guy. She goes, well, you better give me the money, blah blah, and you know, the Dick Foran, Dick Moran, whatever, walks up behind her and pulls the gun. He goes, listen, this isn't a trick. This is a real expedition. We got, we know where this the, the tomb of the seven jackals. There's all this stuff. We got it. We want to go there. It's it's for real. She goes like, well, you better not be ripping. And she finally gives in, and then maybe she starts liking him a little bit. She better not. You better not rip off my father. He goes just. She goes, I'm coming with you. He goes, no, no, you stay. No, no, I'm coming with you to why make sure you're not a rip off. He goes, fine, go ahead. So then they're off to find the tomb of Ananka and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But meanwhile, you know, George Zuko and his henchmen are following them. You know, kind of watching where they're going or whatever because they want they they're supposed to protect. The tomb, mm. you know, that was his that was his job to protect it or whatever. So they're like, ex, you know, doing their excavation uh, excavation thing, and they're like acting goofy. And then like the goofball guy like 
screwing around with some uh, explosives, right? And yeah, because that's how they did expo- That's how they did archaeology back then. Up, uh, they just blew stuff up, and you're like, that's not how archaeology works at all. So he's, but hey, whatever, I guess. So he's, 40s. Like, so he's like, mistakenly sets off these bombs, and it blows open a, a cave, and then all of a sudden, the cave, you know, the the rocks spin. They look inside. He goes, hey. There's the tomb. There's the what we were looking for. Oh my God, how lucky was so these guys crazy. are really lucky, you know? It's like within like that they got it, you know. Yeah, but then it, like, the movie would have taken 20 minutes longer. Yeah, you but know? then later on they go, oh, we'll go around the side where the door is. Yeah. Like where the front there's like on the other side of the mountain there's like they go, oh, here's an entrance to a palace, and you're like, what are you talking about, man? Like there's this mountain. So one side was a was steps and ruins to a castle and no one or to a palace and no one d- went in there, huh? Like that's because that's the way they were going in. Because then when they went in, they're like, "Oh my God, this the, the 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 sarcophagus has been opened, and there's no jewels here, so this is a big bust." But then they're like, "Oh, but look at this mummy." So then they pull the mummy out, and he's they're like, "He feels like he's alive." Yeah, he's still alive or yeah, whatever. Because they cut off his tongue when they threw him into the pit, so he can't talk or do anything. Yeah, so he meaningful. can't go like you know, "Hey, over here, get me out of here," you yeah, know, whatever. No, nothing. So they find him that he's alive, and they're like freaking out about it or whatever, you know, and then. They, they find the tana leaves, the big jar of tan, oh, mm-hmm. tana leaves there. She goes, yeah, because there's two odd this. They're the other archaeologists, there's the old guy, too, that's with them, you know. Yeah, he just is like, oh, he was the guy that was the, he was the professor slash keeper of the mummies, like, lab assistant at the at the college. So he's like, well, I believe you, so I'll count me in. He's like, good, we need people to, you know, authenticate stuff. Because this, this joker ain't doing it, you know. Yeah, right. So they're sitting there. And they're looking, and and they're like looking at the mummy or whatever. And then what was it? What, what happens after that? Does the the doctor walks in, right? And he revives the mummy. I mean, the you know George Zuko yeah, comes in because well, yeah, he wakes him up because he's like, you must do my bidding. You have to stop these people that are invi- that are coming into this this. You we've been invaded by people by outsiders. You have to kill them because they there's been other expeditions. They said that found them, and the mummy killed them. Yeah, yeah. So, because now there's also an armed armed guard that's kind of standing around. That's the first guy that gets yeah, it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he puts, he wakes the mummy up and, he's, and he puts the potion from the tana leaves. He goes, you find that and kill whoever's there. And he puts the he puts that vial of the tana juice in the tent. So then the mummy wakes yeah, up and yeah. he's like, oh, and he comes out and he like kills the, the yeah, armed guard. Yeah, yeah, no, guard. no, no, but we got to go back a second though. Okay, well, after they found the mummy that was half alive, the mummy was still like just laying there. Somehow or another, they revived the mummy. And it wasn't them who revived him, it was George Succo. And I forgot how he was able to get past these guys and revive them. There's that the secret pass, there's a secret passage. Yeah, but what, but didn't he, he, he okay, so I think what happened was, because you forgot that I think after they found the mummy, uh, Dick Moran left, and George Zuko showed up with the old guy, and he kind of confronted him, and he got the mummy to revive the mummy. They got the tan leaves into the mummy to revive yeah. him. Yeah. Zuko did, and they killed the old man, the old archaeologist, mm. and then the mummy was like around. And when the other guy, when Dick Moran came back in, I think he saw that the doctor was lying dead, and the tan leaves were all gone. And he's like, what the hell's going on here? So now the mummy's like on the loose, yeah. running around. You forgot, didn't you, all this stuff? Some of it. I mean, this is like, yeah, they killed the old guy, but then they're like, oh, go get help. There's a lot of, these movies always have like kind of these little cul-de-sacs that keep it going where they're like, oh, well, he's dead. Now you go get help from the thing. And then all the digger, all the people that dug ran away because it said, this is cursed. But they went in anyway. Like, remember when they first found it? 
the thing over the door said this is cursed and then all the helpers left you know yeah. so they had to do it themselves now there's no extras anymore so it's just it's just our three people and they killed off the old guy and then but they but the guy the the guy the keeper of the mummy did say okay you have to go that part i said that's next then cause yeah, yeah, after yeah, they yeah. leave cuz then they go to the to get help. more help and the guy and, the guy's quit on them too yeah. All the dudes quit on Yeah, because it said it was cursed. So all that's left is like the, the, the magician guy, his daughter, you know, Dick Moran, and uh, what is, is his real name? What's his name? Dick uh, Tom Moran? What's his? I forgot what his real name is, the actor. Yeah, Dick Dick Foran. Dick Foran. God, I keep forgetting. And yeah, that's Steve Benning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's the, they're the only four left or whatever, and then the mm. mummy, and the mummy's now running around or whatever, you know, like going after people. And, and, it, and it ends up... That while they're... I forgot what they were doing, but it ends up that the mummy kidnaps the... Well, she... Because she goes, oh, how... Because then they sat down after the the guard was dead, the old man's dead, yeah. the, the comic relief is off just doing something, and him and the the girl and the guy are sitting there, and they're like, oh, we have to figure out how this is... How, how this is going on, and she's like, well, this... This hieroglyph says there's like a passageway, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah you're right. That must that. be right." Yeah, yeah, so right. then he's trying to figure out how, and then that's when he says to Comic Relief, "Go around the other side of the mountain, and that's where you know you'll get in the in the into the cat into that side." And he's like, "Okay," and he goes, "Let's go, Poopsie." He has this dumb, dumb uh, doll, doll yeah. that he talks to the whole time. That's like his shtick. Um, and then they then the the girl and the guy find the passage behind the coffin. But because the mummy's like going back and forth between them, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and that's when you, he leaves, and then she, then that's when he grabs the girl. The mummy gets the girl because in a lot of these movies, the mummy grabs the girl because he thinks it's the princess, right? And that's who he's gonna. And then the, the 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 bad guy is like, oh, I'm gonna make you my woman forever. We're gonna be immortal by drinking this tannin juice, nine drops of it. You yeah, because the mummy just drops her off there. Yeah, he just stands. He just drops her there, and he goes back okay, to like yeah. being a. You know, oh, that's right. He goes to the other side. He goes now. Go kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he leaves. Like, oh. Well, the mummy's gone. The George Zuko has plans for the girl. You know, like to live an eternal life or whatever. Yeah, weirdo. And then like the 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 old guy, the you know, the you know the the comic relief walks in yeah. on Zuko, and then Zuko goes, hey. What are you doing here? He goes, what are you doing here? You know, and so he pulls weird. a gun on yeah, him. Yeah, the, the bad guy has a gun. No, the good guy has a gun. No, I know, but I'm saying the bad guy has that gun. He got, he put down the, the injector. He oh, was yeah, going to yeah, inject yeah, the girl, yeah. and then he yeah. takes the gun out, and he put it in his sleeve. That's right, And it yeah. was the total, it was the George Lucas, Han Solo shot first, now Guida shot first, because they kind of shot simultaneously where the good guy got shot in the arm, but he shot him at the same time. On the count of three, they both shot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But then, so then, our comic relief shot the bad priest guy, and but and he's like stumbling around, going, "Oh, forgive and, me for shirking my responsibilities. I should have been a better mummy keeper." And he dies. And the hero comes in and yep. he, and he gets the girl. And then the mummy shows up, and then they have like a fight with the mummy. And then the but the mummy is looking for tana juice or whatever. Yeah, that's and all then, he cares about. And she's like, "Knock it over." She knocks it over. And then he's like, "Oh God, I gotta go down on the floor and like you know drink this yeah, stuff or whatever." Because he just that's what keeps him alive. So then, know? like you know, our hero throws like a the fire fire on him and mummy on fire or whatever. And then of course at the end, you know, everybody who's ever left and is okay. And then the girls like, "Oh, I love you," you know, Biff Square Jaw. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yep. happy and they get some letter about going back to where we go back to America. I don't With know if all I of our go treasures, back. we have all this stuff. And then he's like, "Oh." Then as they're walking out, he got a letter. And he's like, "Oh, you know, they they love everything we got. We're so rich now." 
And he goes, hey, where did you find this? He's at the same bazaar and he finds another vase. Yeah. Like to set up a second mummy's return, yeah. mummy's other hand or whatever. There's and, like uh, three more. There's like three more of these. Actually. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I saw there's that. There's mummy's curse and the mummy's tomb. I think two so, more after this. So I mean, like I said, this this is very clearly like the made a really good impression on a lot of the screenwriters I grew up watching because all that stuff was modeled after it like the you know the indiana jones and and the serials to some degree like the these and the serials were almost the same except the serials just had fight padding in it more the serials were know. in between the two movies yeah but i mean like that's how rudimentary they i mean it was kind of like the storyline was just broken down into 10 pieces or whatever it was but it was the same style of thing you know no so, the serials were different the serials was more like to make you come back every week. You're right. There were simple storylines, but they went on forever. And the serials, which I re- really can't get into, it's because they're always like these 15-minute uh, segments, but they have to recap what happened before and before. Even it's the they, same three. And it's the same. And even though they did this in the beginning of this movie, but yeah. it goes on and on and on and on. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, when is this going to end? Or and whatever. it's always a fight. There's always a fight. There's always it? a Republic serial. There's always a yeah. fight. The the guy who played the mummy, Tom Tyler, was Captain Marvel in the serial. So you mm. know he was a he was a Republic guy. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's a fun little movie. You know, I mean, you know, it's like an hour and six minutes. You get to see the monster. You know, it's like simple, quick. You know, you can't yeah can't miss. Huh? What do you give it? I'm gonna give it like a seven point five or whatever. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, I'll go with like a six five. It was nothing good. I mean, nothing, not nothing good. Nothing bad. Nothing detracted from it. The quality is always there. I mean, you need Universal Pictures. They, they're always going to be rock solid as some far are more as technically. Some are more pedestrian. You know. Some yeah. are more pedestrian than others. But you lighting know, was good. They could have done more good. with the mummy. That was the only thing I was kind of like. Eh. The mummy was just kind of this dude wandering around where, a lot of the times, the mummy is the set piece or the show, you know, or what, the terror is from the mummy. Um, just because it's it's more imposing, more like grabbing and killing people, where this almost shifted where the bad guy was the keeper. And he's the one that's like strapped the girl down. Like the mummy was wandering around, but you know, like that's the only knock I had against him. It wasn't that's not a bad knock. It was just now they have like the monsters are really like propped up and huge and like. Oh, I mean, you, you mean know. now today? Well, in, the, in the today's style of movie. No, well, well, about? yeah, kind of like you know. You know the, that's because today's movies suck. That's why today, instead of having one mummy, they have to have a thousand mummies because they have CGI to create all these millions of mummies. Back then, they'd make do with one, which yeah. was great. <laughs> I, I don't like I don't like the, the modern day interpretations of all these universal horror. No, I, well, I don't. Not I really. really but it was, I think instead of like going back to the basics, they just overdo it. It's like mm-hmm. I have all these toys in my. All these these things that these toys I can play with. Let me just throw them all at you. You know, it's yeah. a big mistake. These movies are made for a different time. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's the George Zuko had a or lot the lighting. going on. Like the lighting could have been. Too. Yeah, I mean that that's a beautiful set. So light it. Make the mummy like a ghoul almost, like where it's lit underneath a little bit more. So it, like it was. That's all. You know, that's, like I say, it could have I mean, been really a scary thing. You know, more scary imposing. Now it wasn't. It's I mean, not neat, in, the, in, the, uh, in the in the in the Hammer Mummy movie, the one with uh, Christopher Lee as the mummy, mm. it was different from these because that mummy was moved fast. 
it wasn't a slow dragging guy or whatever. This mummy moves fast and it was a lot more powerful. It was like pre pre Romero zombies to post Romero zombies, kind of yeah. like the same thing. Fast moving to uh, slow moving. It was uh, it was uh, that one was a, a good version of it. Yeah. Know? Anyway, there you have it. If you were in for if you're up for a mummies, um, go check them out. Check out some of the Universal ones. It doesn't have to be this one, but like you said, there's four of them, five of them. Four. Four, four of them. Yeah. Four. So, uh, and there's also how been Costello meet the mummy? Well, of course, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and probably a Laurel and Hardy meet the mummy too. I don't know. Uh, forget mm. it. Get Laurel and Hardy out of your brain. <laughs> All right. Here's I a think there might have been a Three Stooges with the mummy. I'm not sure though. Oh, we, well, yeah, Three Stooges. Were, like I know they went in outer space and they did a few things. I'm not sure if they. Met. I just saw that. I think cl- there was a short where they met. Uh, that's yeah. some kind of a mummy. I think there was. I just saw the clip where where the Three Stooges got on that yellow submarine and like went to outer space. Oh yeah, that's such a weird thing. I mean, I didn't see the movie. I saw the clip, like the trailer for it. And I was like, "What is this, man? That was crazy." They were like really odd. Uh, uh, all right, well, here's the trailer break, and we come back. We're gonna get into uh, 1959's The Giant Gila Monster. Scary stuff. Not really. With Don Sullivan. Hmm. Did you know if you mix equal parts of gasoline and frozen orange juice concentrate, you can make napalm? No, I did not know that. Is that true? That's right. One can make all kinds of explosives using simple household items. Really? If one was so inclined. They had to keep their hands off girls in order to keep the Army's hands off them. That's the storyline of the darndest, gayest, funniest fairy tale you've ever seen on the motion picture screen. That's the gay deceivers in absolutely divine color. The Gay Deceivers stars Kevin Coughlin, Larry Casey, and Brooke Bundy and introduces the sensational find of the year, Michael Greer. Now, you see, The Gay Deceivers is all about... Well, well, we can't exactly tell you the storyline because it's not for Mom and Dad and the Apple Pie crowd. But for you groovy cats, it's out of sight. So, is he or isn't he? Only his draft board and his girlfriend know for sure. You won't want to miss the comedy show of many a year, The Gay Deceivers. What kind of a movie is this? Pacific Vibrations tells it like it is. A surfer's spectacular love affair with the Pacific Ocean. Well, you can imagine a wave that is so round that you could a truck inside it. you got a hell of a wave. Your mind's got to flow to flow with the waves. And it was like this huge white bony surf coming at you. And you just, your heart is just like a thought. And you just, you really get excited inside. I can't explain. I've never experienced anything. Each good wave that passes, I'm sorry I hadn't been out already. There'd never be another one that's good. You know, there's only one wave that's like that. See the surfing of Ralph Arness, Bill Hamilton, and Jacques Sutherland. Hear the sounds of Cream, the Steve Miller Band, Wolfgang, Ry Cooter, and others. Pacific vibrations, like Woodstock on a wave. In color rated G. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. In Copenhagen, it was like Black Friday when fabulous Dagmar, every stunning, sensuous inch of her, turned over to her lover and said, I've had enough of this rat race. I'm never coming back. No earth creature born was so exquisite as Dagmar. 
leggy, porcelain soft skin. All over luscious. A dedicated artisan at her trade's perfection. And two, her dazzling array of co-workers made Paris second rate for jet-set swingers. Most astonishing collection of Scandinavian beauties ever. Sensually bold. As torrid as if you were there in the very same bedroom. Dagmar's Hot Pants Incorporated. Where other films have yet to dare. Rated X. Tell me, you're not afraid of sex, are you? Cleavon is lucky to be alive. He attempted to jump a jet ski from a lake into a swimming pool and impaled his crotch on an iron gate. But thanks to recent advances in stem cell research and the fine work of doctors Krensky and Altschuler, Cleavon should regain full reproductive function. All right, we are back for our second feature. It is the giant Yila monster from 1959. Let's see what it has to say about this one. The official notes say a giant lizard terrorizes a rural Texas community with a heroic teenager attempting to destroy the creature. Uh, director Ray Kellogg cast Don Sullivan, which you all know and love as my the Mushroom Song guy. He plays Chase Winstead. Fred Graham plays Sheriff Jeff. Lisa Simone plays Lisa. Shug Fisher plays Old Man Harris, back when they used to ha- really love showing drunks on screen. Back when it was uh, okay to be drunk. Yeah, really. Bob Thompson is Mr. Wheeler, who's the evil, sinister guy. Janice Stone plays Missy Winstead, who is the uh, the the girl with the, that he saves up his money to buy the leg braces in the most schmaltz you can find. Ken Knox plays Horatio Alger Steamroller Smith, the local DJ guy, for well the nearest yeah. town. Yeah. And then blah blah blah. There's a bunch of extras, but like you're saying, who cares? Uh, it, it's funny how now there's this, this stigma about drinking uh, alcohol, but it's okay to be a pothead. It's funny yeah. how things not go. In, not in Korea or Japan. There's no stigma no. to being an alcoholic at Here. all. Yeah, I keep not. I mean, even in Britain, I'm sure Britain is all functioning alcoholism there. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, over we're here, so it's uptight like, it's and weird. Deal. Yeah, but, but but pot's cool. It's like okay, <laughs> fine, whatever, idiots. Anyway, back yes. to the giant Gila monster. Was there any explanation for the monster nope. in this movie? There was no like sometimes, radioactive. Nope. Sometimes these big gullies that are that are just left alone, prehistoric animals just kind of hang out. Yeah, it could happen. They found that big old gator in the Everglades. <laughs> there, it was like twenty feet long yeah. or something. Now this like is that. a. I I always thought this is a very fun movie. I've seen it numerous times. This is a this is one that is usually considered one of the best uh, MSTs, so it's been around. It's it's ripe for riffing. Uh, I'll say it that way. Like there's some strange stuff going on in the way they film this movie. Um, also, how like everyone everyone stands and sits very oddly. Like I don't know if you saw that one part where their their camera the 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 uh, the sheriff is showing something in a book and and our hero Chase is like. Puts his leg up over his other leg on top of the guy's desk, and he's sitting all weird. I never noticed it. The, the, the blocking techniques, like how they I block. Know what you mean, yeah, yeah, but but I mean, this guy does it very strange. There's some. There's a couple where you're like, "What am I looking at here? This is weird." But whatever, you know, everyone has different technique. This is one of those movies where it's like. Obviously, it's a cheesy movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't reach like the deliriously bizarre. Ed Wood level, you no, know, it's kind of no. like, 
okay, you know, it's cheesy, it's fun, it's goofy. But, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, it's also kind of like just there, sort of, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, and this one, because the bad thing, and this is the only, this is the one thing I was like, Ugh. there's, you never, for one moment in this entire movie, think that those lizards that they were using on the set were even remotely large. They were never on the same screen with people or yeah, anything. Like, at one point, they ran a fake car into one of the fake lizards, and at one point, it knocked down, like, a model train. Yeah. But yeah, these yeah. were not believable. I mean, like, there was no... It was like, oh, there's a big lizard face. Up oh, now let's show Chase talking to the sheriff. Up, oh, let's show the motor, uh, cars driving. Up, oh, here's a big lizard, but you don't see any. Like, it, it's never, like, on the same screen, you know? So you're like, eh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I read that they spent, like... $175,000 on this movie, and I'll think to myself, on what? The hot rods. <laughs> on what? And that, that poor girl's braces, you know, because she's... The leg poor, braces? Yeah, the what, leg braces. what was all that all about? That was yeah. schmaltz. It was like, oh, Chase is a good guy, and he's a really great guy because yeah. he's saving all his money yeah, for this girl's things, and you're like, oh, come on, dude. He's like um, salt of the earth, man. Yeah. Very odd tale. Um, it was almost set. It's almost set up to be like, oh, this is the movie that's gonna make Don Sullivan's singing career take off. Just like know? the other dude from Ego. What was that guy's name? The oh, uh, Archie Manning, Archie Jr., Archie Manning, Archie Manning Jr. Archie you know, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throwing the footballs, playing the guitar. Yeah. No, uh, so yeah, kind of like the Elvis movies. They were just trying to make, seeing if that guy's career would go on. Whatever, yeah. just do it, man. Just make those movies. Maybe you'll have Ex a career. Except yeah. his made hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars. Or these, and he had a career right. already. Yeah, I know. I'm being <laughs> ironic, you know. But, but yeah, yeah so this is this is a funny movie. I, and it's funny how like like even John Ashley, they were trying to make him into Elvises, you know. Like, oh, dude. This guy wants to be Elvis. John Ashley wanted to be Elvis. You now, know? isn't like, this the guy you met him? Don Sullivan was at Monster Bash 2008, I think it was. Yeah. And wasn't he like a really nice guy or something Very like that? Very nice, yeah. yeah. He quit the business, became where he worked for a distributor as a in a perfume company or whatever. He was very dressed up, very natally dressed, very nice. Yeah. He you seems know. like a nice guy. I mean, to be honest with you, when you watch this, although you're like this is cheese ball as hell, he's just seems like he's playing oh shucks, and you believe him because he's probably like, are we cut? Oh shucks! Thanks everyone. You know he just leaves and goes home. Yeah, we did, he was in. We watched. He was in Teenage Zombies. right? Oh, that's right. We yeah. saw him in Teenage Zombies. Yeah. So he reminds me a lot of the guy from uh, Teenage from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah. But he's not. They're not. They're not the same person. No, but they, no. they're the same mold. Let's say you know. Young, like, you know, rock star. Kind of ish. Pop star. You know, good guy. You know, all so American. This is yeah. This is set in Texas and. Um, it's really kind of just a lot of a car gets knocked off the road. The sheriff shows up. Our hero Chase shows up with the wrecker. They talk. The sheriff shucks and jives and says, "You're a really great guy." Okay, see you next scene. And he drives away. And then so his gig, <laughs> Chase's gig, was that he was like, he like if he had an accident, he'd be driving around yeah. the road. There's still guys that do that crap. Oh yeah, too. yeah, of course. And yeah. he would like tow you and then like fix your car for two bucks because yeah. he did. He was gonna fix the he, guy's car for two bucks. Horatio steamrollers for Bless two you. bucks. Yeah. Bless oh, you. Sorry. So I mean, to get this rolling, this is a very simple story. You see a lizard knock a, a car off the road, and it turns out the car was driven by oh no, two teenagers. Well, no, no. First, the first one was. 
that stolen car. Yeah. Where they're just like, they just showed a car getting wrecked by a, and then the next shot was a lizard. They're like, oh my god. Yeah. Then there was the te- teenagers were like, kind of, were they making out or were they ju- they were just parked kind of yeah. Somewhere, yeah. And uh, and the tires and the car gets knocked into the ravine by the lizard. You know, it's this giant lizard. And uh, and then they're like, oh. Then they show the kids showing up at the local soda pop stand at the chocolate shop. Yeah, yeah and they're pops. neat cars. This is great to see. These were like authentic, uh, that era, of like late fifties hot rods, where it was the stuff from the thirties and early forties, and they were taking, they were hot, souping up the motors, putting different motors in them, you know, cutting them down and stuff like that. They were really kind of authentic and cool. Um, those cars never go out of style. They were very purest hot rod, you know. Uh, they they weren't that fast. They were as fast as they could be for the time, you know. But now. They're nothing, you know. They wouldn't be close to that fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But but they're cool, and so they're driving these guys, and they're the local kind of like the kids that are into the hot rod. They're the hot rod club, and Chase is like the 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 the, the de facto uh, leader because he's the older guy, a little bit older. But he's really sensible. He's like, don't race, because you know the sheriff will be out to so just be, you know, because the one guy's like, let's race. You know, and then the, the local and town mean, drunk shows up. Yeah, Otis. I'll let me buy your thirty-two. I'll dare you what? And he's like herping, yeah, herping. Yeah, is that the guy that they want to buy the car off? And he goes, "I paid six hundred and fifty dollars. I've had it for thirty years. I ain't gonna sell it for any less than that." Six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, you're and reasonable." And Don Sullivan's like, "Well, I'll give you one fifty. He goes, "Ha ha ha! Yeah, get out of town." And he keeps on pouring booze into everything. Like he is the town drunk. And like, what was the town drunk from Mayberry? The, That's uh, Otis. Okay, Otis. So yeah, That's he's Otis, the, he's yeah. this movie's Otis, and he plays it to a T, you know. Uh, and then so now the, they know the 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 two that left never show up to the thing, yeah. and then the, then the dad starts getting upset, and he's like, oh, and they make a point of showing that the rich dad who was the son's father was a real jerk and mean about everything, and the girl who was very down to earth and kind. Her parents were like really sweet to the to the sheriff. Like, yeah. oh sheriff, you know, I know you're doing your best. And the other guy was like, you better get your butt out there and burp, 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 burp. So there was like that whole thing, you know. The rich yeah. guy was evil. The poor guy was the poor girl was like raised right, you know, and all this stuff. And every turn, you know, like like this literally does just devolve into the sheriff finds something, Don and then Sullivan Don Sullivan involved, shows up, shows up, and then. End scene, like and then, you know, and then, then the next thing they do that like two or three times because they find that one guy was traveling with the suitcase hitchhiking, and the lizard he gets, gets it, killed, yeah. you know, and then he finds the DJ guy. Well, the DJ guy was drunk. swerves off the road drunk as hell, and he saw the lizard and crashed, and he happens upon him, and then he and he tows him in, and he, he and this was like an odd scene because he's like, oh. He was say, he was trying to be real drunk, but you could tell he wasn't drunk. He's like, "Get off the road, Daddy O," and he's saying using all this slang. So then uh, Sullivan tows him in, and he he wakes up the next day, and Sullivan's singing as he's pounding on the the car's bumper yeah, or right. the, the car's fender because because of the wreck. And he's like, "Oh, why you you know what's going on?" He's like, "Well, you know you were really drunk, so I fixed your car." And he's like, "Well, how much?" You know, he's like two bucks. And he's like, "Ah, oh, the." The, the coffee's worth two bucks. How'd you get me in here? He's like, well, you're dr- you were drunk, so I just sat on you until you fell asleep. And I was like, well, that was awkward. And he's, <laughs> like, and he's like, well, here's my card, and look me up whenever you're out of, out of this and little shithole. You know, like forty bucks, and Don's like, oh my god, I'm rich. I'm a bucks. I'm a billionaire now, you know. And you know, yeah. so yeah. And then we cut to that scene where he goes home, 
Oh, and, and Chase is dating an exchange student from France. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? In Texas. A small town in Texas. That's really Paris, all, Texas. Yeah. Texas, home of Paris, France. Yes. And and, uh, and the underpants. And yeah. so then, so she's whatever. She's just kind of a tertiary character, like, oh, Chase, be careful. Oh, Chase, don't smash into a tree. Yeah, don't smash into Z tree. Yeah. So he goes home, and then he's like, oh, the girl's like, oh, I, you know, the seraph at one point says, Chase has been saving up for his, for his sister, little sister's braces right, so she can it. walk. And he's he's taking engineering classes at night, and he's during the day he's this driver, and then he has this singing career. I'm like, this guy's he getting is, a lot done. Yeah, I mean, it's I a, don't a, do a, shit a compared to this guy. Compared to anybody, compared yeah. to everyone. I mean, Chase should have been like, you know, maybe he was Chase Manhattan for all we know sh- later I'd on. I guarantee it, man. So anyway, but then he and then he comes home one day, and then he, they, the the sisters got the braces, and then, of course, he serenades her with the uh, The song that song. you hear every week on this show, the Mushroom Song. She's like, I was trying all day practicing to walk for you, Chase. And he's like, there was a mushroom. And it, there is no reason he just picks up this banjo, ukulele, and starts playing, and you're like, what does this have to do with anything? Who cares? Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, I'm going to my friend's house for a party. See you later when the lizard comes. Okay, bye. Yeah. So then, then, then they find the, the the their their car, the 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 car that they were looking for. And, yeah, right. And now they, they realize the teenagers, anyway. teenagers are gone. They're like, uh oh, that's no good. And then now there's a steamrollers having a party. And, and they, when they find the car, wasn't like. Chase like hijacks one of the the, the lights. Well, he like took his, the wheels off one of yeah, the cars, and he took like, the headlight because he doesn't have the parts for his car. So he's not totally on the up and up, you know. He's doing a little shifty stuff on the side. You know what I mean? But the sheriff tells him to do it each time. Oh, uh, did he? Did he? Okay. Yeah, he was like, hey, that. He's like that lamp. Why you? Why you, didn't you fix okay. your busted headlight? And he's like, well, I'm saving money for those braces. Well, this one ain't gonna hurt. Take this one on this one, and because then the rich dad is like. And what are you doing, giving Chase all those free yeah, cars? Yeah, car. because the dad later on, when he got, when he was like getting in on the investigation, was like, you need to arrest him because he's got all the parts from these cars, like on his car or whatever. Yeah. And the sheriff's like, hey, you know. And I'm thinking, yeah, cause, it. because that's how things work in a small town in Texas in the 50s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. So then, like no every kidding. 10 minutes or so, the lizard just pops up. Yeah. You know, like you know, he he he. he like well now he wrecks he, a train. Yeah, well first the drunk is racing this train with old Betsy is thirty two Ford and he he crosses over the train and he doesn't hit, but then then the train gets derailed from the lizard. And then the sheriff he goes to report this lizard to the sheriff and the sheriff's like, Let me see your your booze bottle, Otis And he's like, <laughs> Oh, you're drunk. Get in the get in the cell. He makes him lock himself in the cell, which was funny. Yeah. Uh and then, because then, then, then that's going on. Then there's this party. But before, where they're, where they're yeah. like, they're, they're a sock hop. It's a sock hop, but they're like kind of previewing Chase's new Chase's rockabilly new album song. that he was working on with Steamroller on all of his downtime. Yeah, all 13 minutes between, a day. Like you know, um, engineering class, surgery and yeah. uh, car repair and towing and shuttle know. design to get to Mars. You know, yeah, he's doing all, all. That stuff. And uh, and then. So then, also now, the sheriff is like, "Hey, the, you know, this could be a prehistoric lizard. Let me show you." And he's telling Chase about. It. He's like, "Wow, that's really wild." And then, sure as crap, he's 
now Chase is driving to this big party, and there everyone's already there, and they're they're previewing Chase's album, and they see that like the lizard wrecked the house that yeah the lizard that went that little, that, yeah, yeah, lizard's gone wild, and they wrecked the little house that the girl was in, and he's like, oh my god, and he's running around, and she's like, I'm here, Chase, I'm okay, my brace is protecting me, or whatever the hell, and he's like, oh, okay, and then he goes back to his. He gets his girlfriend, and he goes back and buys it, and gets a case of nitroglycerin from yeah. from his towing thing. I'm like, are you an well, arms he, well, dealer? He, no, because he threw it, he's doing the. He's, he was, I think he wanted it. Didn't they say that he wanted to use nitro on the car to drag the girlfriend? Yeah, I guess so. Like she was just like, so now he's he's like, okay, little girl, you sit here. I want to get that lizard. I want to get that lizard and. Oh, we forgot. Like while they're doing this song and dance, the lizard shoves its head into the through the barn door, and, blah, and yeah. they're like, "Ah!" And everyone's running around, and um. Well, you wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. You know, and, uh, and then, then he 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 makes his girlfriend hold the nitrous nitroglycerin so it doesn't blow up. He goes cross country with his thirty-two Ford. Then he goes, "Okay, you go sit here and cover the girl," and he like launches his car into this lizard and jumps out of it, does the tuck and roll, and the car like runs into a vague mock up of what this lizard might look like and it blows up and they're like, Oh then the final scene's like, Oh, you know, well, we're all safe and don't worry, Chase. The the railroad will buy your your new your new hot rod. I'm like, the railroad? What are you talking about? Like, wait, that, that last scene, that was the last line. I'm like, the railroad? What, do they have deep pockets for the time? Yeah, what you, yeah. What are you talking about? They have nothing to do with this lizard outbreak, you know. Uh, but, uh... Yeah. It, stupid. Stupid movie, pointless movie, but fun. I think yeah, it's a very it's funny fun. movie. Okay, it, yeah. It's one of those that you watch because the name draws you in because you're like, well... I mean, this movie was on late night TV all the time. Well, because it's the non-offensive. Time. They probably didn't even edit it. It's also public domain. Yeah. Oh, yo, there you go. There, that's the other reason you're like, throw yeah. it on. Giant Everybody had a print monster. of it. Hey, what can we... The other rights, this, it's public domain. Just put it on. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and the drunk guy who's the technician and I put it on and... As a matter of fact, got I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. He said that some company, this company, <laughs> Retromedia, uh, is putting it out and they found the, uh, a beautiful 35 prints of this and the killer shoes, which were made... Uh, by the same people, oh, I wow. believe. So they're putting them out now in like pristine, Blu-ray condition, Blu-rays, and I'm like, okay, why not? Yeah. If it's like eight bucks, I'll buy it. But if that no, doesn't sound like it's gonna be eight bucks, no. they're gonna be like, this is the good they're print. Like Twenty. Probably. No, I don't yeah. think so. Thirty-five millimeter. Every every little aspect of the movie mm. will be clear as day. I, I'd buy the thirty-five millimeter for twenty dollars, yeah, but well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, this one I have a lot of fond memories of it because it's a very funny movie. It's one of those that you can just watch and have a few beer, and who cares? And you're not missing anything. I mean, the plot is it's simple. Simple lizard versus hot rod. Yeah, no explanations. <laughs> who cares? You know, yeah. sometimes that's better. Uh, what sometimes. do you what do you, what do you give this uh, what this movie? Six point five or something. Yeah, yeah it, we're, so we're flip flopping. I'm seven five because I like I said I like I laugh yeah. a lot at it. Um, you, obviously, I play Don Sullivan's music all the time on our show. Yeah, but yeah, it's okay. You know, I mean, it's not a movie that like thrills me, but it's kind of funny and goofy. Yeah, the, those are really hard. The the giant mutant monster. Some are uh, better than others. Other than Japan, it's kind of a you know because they they're really good at the stop animation and stop motion. But any Harry kind Harryhausen, of, come on, Harryhausen was great doing the monsters. Yeah, 
but you know, it's just it's it's a tough art. I think it's tough to make it look. Well, realistic. it's a different art because Harryhausen yeah. was stop motion in Japan was guy in a Yeah, suit. no, but I mean, but these are like the like the end the, the what the end or this is the the the, the, the beginning of the, end. the beginning of the end. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff is tough. And, yeah. and you know, they put lizards on postcards and blow them with wind and stuff. Yeah, You're like uh, a million years uh, BC. Yeah, some of those, I'm not uh, talking about Harryhausen and the stop animation. I'm talking about like. Like making, making something pretend it's huge is yeah, doesn't yeah, ever yeah, work. Yeah, it, it's it's got its charms. <laughs> I guess so. All right, that's it for this week. My name is Mal. With me as always, Dr. Morbius. See you next week for more B-movie shenanigans. Sing us out of here for once. Wendy featured. No, no. Don Wendy's Sullivan. Lady. I'll uh, do Don Sullivan. I have to now yeah, by law. Sure. All right, here's Don Sullivan. any more like laughing than I do right now.